0: It's Everyday Economics, a podcast helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug. I'm the president of the 501c3 nonprofit Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics the products of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We're recording this episode on Tuesday, March 14th. And joining me, as always, is my dear friend, Dr. Orfe D. Vangui. He's a PhD economist. And Dr. O, I noticed that you are working remotely today. And I am, because I typically am, you know, the vast majority of the time. One of my favorite pair of headlines that I've seen from the same publisher in the span of uh, only a week came from Forbes magazine, which you and I, you know, read with some regularity. The February 1st headline is, Remote work is here to stay and will increase into 2023. The February 6th headline is, is the end of remote work jobs approaching? <laughs> Which is it? I think that everything would, would come down to the, to the type of work that you do and the kind of company that you're in. What's your take on this? I mean, obviously, you know, you've got a, a relationship with a gigantic tech company. They probably have people smattered all over the place the bottom line is remote work is here to stay.
1: But I think a lot of people just use remote work as this big umbrella word or term. But, you know, there's different types of remote work, right? So we got like fully remote work. We have hybrid work from home systems, you know, where people go into the office two, three, four days a week. There's all these differences. You know, what we saw in the data it's great, great research out there by uh, Stanford economics professor Nicholas Bloom, who's kind of the expert on the topic. All right, so Nick, Nicholas Bloom and his co-authors show that basically from 2019 to 2023, the share of job postings that say that new employees can work remotely one or more days per week rose more than threefold in the U.S. Can you imagine? Three times
0: the increase. It's a different era as a young old guy or an old young guy, whichever one it is. I mean, I grew up in an era where there, first of all, there was no internet. We did have digital phones and we felt like that was like a huge advancement. You didn't have to spin the dial that you could just press the buttons. Right. But you know, I mean, it's just things have changed so, so remarkably. I wonder about human contact though, and the, and, and the value of that and how teams that don't know each other that are being built through, you know, what amounts to be a virtual workforce of how they can, um, can they be as effective as one that, you know, where the people get together? Or given the personalities of of, of today's workforce, are perhaps we better just having people work from their home or from coffee shops or from some other such place. I think the research is basically showing that your kind
1: of hybrid situation is what seems to be working. As the Fed began to raise rates and we start to see the labor market cool down a little bit, You know, you saw fully remote work start to decline a little bit. Uh, it's now down from above 16% in January of last year to less than 12% today, right? Of of all employees. And, And what seems to be settling, uh, or here to stay is this idea of like a hybrid work from home situation. Uh, hybrid work from home has actually risen over that same period. And so, uh, you know, it seems that people want a little bit of both and that workers are more productive when they have options, right. When they're either able to, when they're able to go into the office, but also stay back some days. Right. I know for my part that, uh, I, I do that a lot. I, you know, I'm in the office a few days a week and I stay home a few days a week and, you know, I cut my commute some days, uh, you know a day like today i started at 5:30 in the morning and that meant that i was working from home right uh you know and, and on some days uh, when i start a little bit later i head into the office so that flexibility actually helps workers become more
0: productive i just wonder though that if this is the if this is the 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 future of work right i mean if uh you know, I, the, the humanity of it. I, 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 I struggle with that part of it. And maybe I'm, I'm more old school, but you know, the vast majority of work, at least white collar work today is spent, um, and, and some blue collar work as well is spent in front of a computer. And that's the, the primary relationship that you have with the entire world is, you know, your nose, you know, 16 to 18 inches away from a computer screen for X number of hours a week. And uh, it's still, like I said, I wonder if, uh, if the lack of human interaction is ultimately good for business. Well, no, I don't think it is. I don't think it's completely, you
1: know, the lack of human interaction is good for business. And that's why I think the hybrid work situation uh, seems to be sticking around is, you know, I think people go into the office to talk to colleagues, to have meetings company retreats and they get together to brainstorm, to have brainstorming sessions. So having that interaction is very important. And that's why I think a lot of people take advantage of going into the office on some days while, you know, when you need to do deep work, deep individual work, you stay home. And by the way, it's also good for the bottom line, right? Like if you look from a business perspective, if you have more productive workers and you have less costly Uh, Fewer of those costs, right? The office space cost that I've shrunk tremendously. A lot of wasted space, by the way, before this whole thing. If you think about it, I mean, we had offices that were half of them were empty and they were just like so costly and like we wasted space. And so you mix that, you take that cost, extra cost, and then you look at the productivity boost that you're getting from workers, able, more flexible workers, a more flexible workforce. You end up doing business a lot of good, great for profits. That kind of sums up why remote work, or at least hybrid work, is here to stay.
0: So, from one of those Forbes stories, I want to read this to you real quick before uh, before we sign it off. Something to think about, right? And and again, this is this is from the Forbes article from uh, Brian Robinson, who's a, who's a PhD, and this published. I believe this was the one that was published on January first. Yes, that's correct. And he wrote this. As the workplace headed into 2022, the third year of the pandemic, the rise of job burnout jumped to an all-time high. The American Psychological Association's Work and Well-Being Survey found that 79% of the 1501 employees experienced work-related stress in the month before the survey. 3 in 5 workers said work-related stress caused them to have a lack of interest, motivation, and energy at work. A total of 36% had cognitive weariness, 32% emotional exhaustion, and 44% physical fatigue, a 38% jump from 2019. That is amidst remote work. Yeah, of course.
1: But, but here's what I say to those. Can we possibly attribute some of the struggles that people faced during the pandemic to remote work? We saw the rise in mental health issues. We saw all kinds of issues Take place during the pandemic, and so, like you know, I, I like this line that I I, I, I'm gonna, I borrow from Larry Summers because I just love it. You see a lot of oncologists around cancer, and yet you can't say that oncology causes cancer. And so, right, and so this is one of those things where you have a bunch of things that happened during the COVID pandemic that caused people to struggle, and it just so happened. That you know, this is correlated with the rise in remote work, but it has absolutely nothing
0: to do with remote work. I probably am in that court with you. I think we all got a little bit of bananas during COVID and some of us are still bananas. We'll call it good there. Hey, Dr. O, thanks so much. For Faye Divangui, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com.